What a week. We had the NCAA Men's Final on Monday, the Masters Week, and remember, the CAA World Congress of Sports in Los Angeles, April 18th and 19th. And good morning. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, April 3rd. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. On ESPN.com this morning, around 5 a.m., the first four stories of the Right Side Newsrail were all about one topic and one sport. No, it wasn't the Masters. It wasn't about tonight's men's basketball championship. Uh, it wasn't about Major League Baseball's first weekend of play. The four stories all covered the NCAA Women's National Championship game. The story was also on the front page of the New York Times and led this morning's morning shows. That shows, to me, the historic nature of this weekend. You know, yesterday I had friends making plans around watching the women's final with groups. I was on multiple text chains during the game. The restaurant I was at Sunday afternoon had its normally quiet bar filled with couples watching the women's final. It just felt like this was a tipping point, and LSU emerged as the champion, but easily it was the game of women's basketball that won the weekend. The final, I thought, was extraordinarily well played. The shooting was unbelievable, and the emotion and the drama was real. You had some smack talking. You had surprise heroes. You also had Caitlin Clark, who really was the talk of the tournament for her exciting play and really one of the most impressive individual performances I ever recall seeing in a tournament. You saw the interest. The numbers on Friday night, Iowa's upset of South Carolina, delivered the best women's semifinal viewership on record with 5.5 million viewers. That game drew a better audience than the last 17 women's national title games. And it was the third best women's college hoops game ever behind only two title games that UConn played in 2002 and 2004. So the women's doubleheader on Friday averaged 4.5 million viewers, which was up 66% from the previous year. The question I have is just how big the final number on Sunday will come in at. Could that audience hit nearly 10 million viewers? If so, that would be a very healthy number and a great indicator to the interest in women's sports. And how good is the NCAA's timing? We've talked about how the NCAA is entering the final season of its media rights deal with ESPN to broadcast all Division I championships. Remember, they're bundled in except for football and men's basketball. NCAA President Charlie Baker acknowledged that the timing to go to market is perfect and it will come after such a successful women's tournament. He said he is interested to see what the marketplace will think the women's tournament is worth. And it certainly sounds like he is interested in carving it out and selling the women's basketball rights separately. So we'll have to see how all that unfolds. But just a great, great month capped off by an unbelievable weekend for women's basketball and another clear sign of the growth in women's sports. One other positive sign, yes, we saw the strong attendance during the women's tournament and the scenes from Dallas were really, really quite compelling. But there was also a good story of attendance during the regular season. 
SBJ's Michael Smith reported that four schools registered home attendance of 10,000 fans or more for their women's basketball program. The last time four schools or more averaged 10,000 fans was in 2006 and 2007. Of course, South Carolina led the nation in average home regular season attendance with almost 13,000 fans a game. They were followed by Iowa, Iowa State, and UConn. But again, other clear indicators that we're seeing some very, very positive energy in women's sports. So I know this sounds odd, but let's not forget the men. As UConn and San Diego State will meet tonight, Monday, for the Men's National Championship game, I'm going to go to my producer, Reggie Walker, to get his pick for tonight. Reggie, who do you like? I'm going to stick with my pick from beginning of the Final Four and ride it out with San Diego State. Most people seem to be leaning UConn. I'm going to stick with San Diego State. Brian Dutcher finds a way. There you go. You hear it there from Reggie Walker. It's the first time a team from the Mountain West is in the national title game. No, we do not have the Blue Bloods that are generally in the mix around the NCAA men's finals, and we will see if that impacts viewership tonight. Speaking of tonight, one of the best things I saw all weekend was a fantastic video tribute to Jim Nance on Saturday during the Final Four pregame show on CBS. If you haven't seen it, please make a point to. It's roughly three minutes. It's a video narrated by Ron Howard, and it highlights Nance's 32 seasons of calling the NCAA tournament. After the video, Nance gave just a very real emotional response, and it just reaffirmed why Jim Nance is so good and so well-liked. And so enjoy Jim Nance's final NCAA call tonight. Ian Eagle will take over for Jim Nance next year. Jim Nance, quite a run with the NCAA. My only quibble about tonight, I can't believe we have to wait till 9.20 Eastern time for tip-off on CBS. Let's move on from college sports. We hinted at it last week, and kudos to the NBA and the NBPA for reaching a new collective bargaining agreement that will ensure labor peace, avoid any labor standoff. A new CBA will begin next season. It will last for seven years. There is a mutual opt-out clause after six years. Any new CBA is a cause of celebration, and this is very noteworthy. And while more details will be coming out over the next few weeks, here is what we do know. There will be an in-season tournament with monetary rewards for players and coaches who win it. The tournament could start as soon as next season. The league and the Players Association tried to address load management by making a 65-game minimum for player eligibility for most postseason awards. The two sides also look to slow the spending of some of its higher revenue teams by implementing a second luxury tax tier, again, with the goal of trying to slow some spending on player contracts. They did not change the age limit for entering the NBA draft, so the age limit was left at 19 years old. So there'll be more details, but kudos to the NBA and the NBPA. The NBA is in a good spot. There was no major issues that would have led or should have led to major labor strife. The relationship between the league and the Players Association is much stronger. I remember in the old days, uh, 
David Stern and Billy Hunter really were not very amicable during their negotiations. The tone is much different today. The league continues to bring in more and more revenue, and now, with labor peace, the league can focus on their next media rights deal, which everybody is watching and talking about and expect to be a very big deal. And let's end with another big deal. It leaked Sunday night on the last night of WrestleMania in Los Angeles. CNBC was first to report that Endeavor will acquire the WWE which would see the UFC and the WWE form a new publicly traded company as part of this deal. Endeavor will own 51% of the new combat sports and entertainment company, while WWE shareholders would get 49%. The Endeavor deal gives WWE an enterprise value of $9.3 billion, and the UFC an enterprise value of 12.1 billion dollars. Just think about those. Those are some serious valuations. In terms of structure and makeup, Endeavor's Ari Emanuel will be the CEO of both Endeavor and the new company. Vince McMahon will be executive chairman, while Endeavor president Mark Shapiro will be president of both Endeavor and the new company. Dana White will remain as president of the UFC, while Nick Khan will serve as president of the WWE and the wrestling business. So the bottom line is, this could be and should be a very powerful sports and entertainment combination, especially when it comes to events, sponsorship, and media rights. But just think of that boardroom. Boy, you have some very, very strong personalities in the boardroom, and this will be one deal to watch. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, April 3rd. Wow, what a start to the week. I'm Abe Madcore. Thanks for listening to the Buzzcast. Thanks for spreading the word on the Buzzcast. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. Have a great day. I'll speak to you tomorrow.